How's everybody doing today? Everybody doing all right? It is a treat for me to be here. I am very excited. You need to know my first task when I came here. Uh, if any of you saw the webinars I had done, I had asked this question. In the United States, somebody asked me, they go, is everyone in Australia upside down or does it just seem like that from the United States? So that's supposed to be a joke right there in case you wondered. So if everybody could stand on their heads, I'm going to get a quick picture and then I'll be able to answer that. So if we could do that, that'd be great. No, it is a treat to be here and I'm very excited and looking forward to working with the group. And I didn't know if you all knew this or not, but I got a little inside information on the group that was going to be here today. I had been told what a dedicated group of educational leaders were going to be here today, so I've been kind of excited about this. And I had been told what a caring group of educational leaders were going to be here today, so I've been kind of pumped up about this. And I had been told what an intelligent group of educational leaders were going to be here today. But I got to be honest with you, nobody told me one single word about what an exceptionally good-looking group this was going to be today, and so that's a special treat. How many of you are pretty sure I was just talking about you? Okay, here's the ultimate test. How many of you just tried to raise your hand and the person next to you tried to keep it down, by the way, so keep that in mind. No, it is a real treat to be here and I'm very honored and I appreciate the nice introduction. And I'm sure y'all are thinking, if this guy goes around and gets introduced like this all the time, his ego must get completely out of, out of control. And, and you'd be correct. But, but every once in a while, something happens that brings me down to earth and I had one of those occasions just a couple minutes ago. I happened to be in the men's room and a guy in there said to me, he goes, I hope you brought your reading material. And I thought, reading material? I thought maybe he thought I was getting ready to go into one of the cubicles. But anyhow, <laughs> I said, reading material? Why do you hope I brought my reading material? He said, well, I heard the speaker is dull, long-winded, and boring. I said, do you know who I am? And he said, no. And he's, I said, I'm the speaker. <laughs> and he said, do you know who I am? And I said, no. And he said, good, and ran out of the bathroom. So anyhow, that uh, <laughs> brings you down to earth just a little bit here today. So it is a real treat to be here, and uh, I'm very excited. I, I don't want to get too braggy on you, but I did want you to know that earlier this year, my wife and I celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. And I got to be honest with you, you all need to be applauding her a lot more than you need to be applauding me, let me tell you. Anyhow, it's kind of funny. It took 30 years, but I finally realized my wife and I view our marriage very, very differently. One of my daughters got married a year ago, December 31st. I did not want to give her away. She's one of the kids I actually like. But anyhow, as you can tell there, I remember my son Harrison goes, uh, Dad, there's going to be a lot of crying at this wedding, and it's mostly going to be you. I said, I know, she's the kid I like, you know, that was a tough thing. Anyhow, um, right before Madeline got married, Madeline sat down with my wife and I and asked for a little marriage advice. And she goes, Dad, what is the key to a happy marriage? I said, Madeline, that is easy. Marry the right person. She said, Mom, what is the key to a happy marriage? My wife said, it's a lot of work. Uh, so anyhow, you can kind of keep that in mind. There are some bonuses. I didn't want to give Madeline away, but there are some bonuses. And here's one of our bonuses right there. That's our little grandson, Tapley. Um, that's not actually a picture. I mean, we've never taken any pictures of our grandson yet, but I wanted to be able to do something, so I Googled really cute kid. 
And this picture popped up, and it turns out that is my grandson, Tapley. And so we're very excited. He's 10 months old. The whole time my daughter was pregnant, I was afraid. I kept telling her, I go, Madeline, what if I don't like the kid? Honestly, what if it's like a dud baby, you know, and it's just no fun at all? And my son Harrison kept saying, Dad, what are you going to do if the kid's ugly? I said, I don't know. We raised you. I mean, so anyhow, we have to kind of keep that in mind. Turns out we do like the kid, and there are some bonuses for that, and so it's very exciting. But I thought I'd introduce you to our uh, grandson, Tapley, who we're excited to have. We didn't bring him along with us, but uh, we did. Well, I've been in New Zealand before. Go all blacks. I've been in New Zealand before, and at the time brought my whole family. And our daughter, Madeline, I remember we were on the trip uh, coming from the States, and Madeline goes, Dad, are we going the long way? And I go, honey, it just seems like it. So anyhow, uh, but we're very glad, and I brought my wife. She's in the back of the room there. She's a former nationally recognized Blue Ribbon Principal in the United States, and she uh, is in charge of the Principal Superintendent Preparation Program at the University of Missouri, and uh, I work for her at home and at work, so it's a perfect fit for me. And so I was lucky enough to bring her, and we've absolutely enjoyed loving being here in uh, Australia. Now, I do have a question for you here. How many of y'all are on Twitter? Okay. Can I tell you a little secret? Twitter is the best free professional development I've ever seen in my life. Twitter is not an obligation. I don't need any more obligations. How many of y'all have plenty of obligations? How many of you are on Facebook? Facebook is a dang obligation. Let's just be honest. How many of you are scared to open Facebook because you don't know whose birthday it is today? <laughs> I've decided to simplify my Facebook life. You know what my goal is this year? I am friending more people whose birthday is February 29th. <laughs> I feel like that'll make it a little bit easier for me down the road. Twitter is not an obligation. How many of you all like quotes? I love quotes. Look at all the great quotes around here. I love quotes. When I see a quote I like on Twitter, guess what I do? I don't retweet it. I steal it. That's what I do. And guess what my obligation is? Nothing. That's why I like Twitter. When a quote pops into my head, I tweet it. The other day I said, I have learned if a teacher gives a lot of ease, it is a sign that someone's failed. Did you know in a great teacher's classroom, every student thinks they're the favorites? When it comes to complainers, very seldom do the loudest barks come from the smartest dogs. Teaching kids to read is a teacher's job. Teaching kids to love reading is a teacher's gift. 24-7 unlimited learning, and I'd encourage you to be a part of it all the time. Twitter is an unbelievable thing because of the fact that what happens with Twitter is the knowledge of one becomes the knowledge of all, okay? Today we're going to talk about what it is great principals do differently. Today we're going to talk about what it is great directors do differently. We're going to talk about what it is great vice principals, assistant principals do differently. We're going to talk about what it is great teachers, what it is great cooks, custodians, secretaries, bus drivers do differently. But we're not going to talk about what it is great people do. That doesn't help us out. Do you know instead what we have to do? We have to figure out what it is the great people do differently. See, there's certain things great people do that the other people do also. But there's other things the great people do that the other people do not do. Those are the things they do differently. And let me share with you one limit about uh, research and education. I am very blessed. I've had a chance to direct maybe 100 doctoral dissertations. I think like a dissertation. The other day I told my wife, I go, honey, I think like a dissertation, which is why I don't have any friends. And she said, Todd, that's not why you don't have any friends. So I thought that was a little hurtful, but anyhow. What's interesting is I'm a big educational research fan, but I'm going to tell you the limitations of educational research. Do you know the number one limitation of educational research? We never have a control group. 
We never get to take half the kids and lock them in a closet. Well, you can do it once, but we never get to take, we never get to take half the kids, lock them in a closet, teach the other half, bring them out, and compare them. Instead, what do we do every year? We compare this year's third grade to last year's third grade. And it's different kids, different teachers, different materials, and in many countries, different tests. And we think we've sorted out cause and effect. But what we have to do is we have to study both effective and ineffective people or else we never get to figure out what it is the great people do that the others don't. Does that make any sense? If you only study the effective people, we don't really know which of those factors it is. For example, one of my books is called What Great Principles Do Differently. And one of the things we do is we identify more effective and less effective principles. And we do it by the single best measure of principle effectiveness. Anybody know the single best measure of principle effectiveness? Don't feel bad in the states, none of the 50 state departments know either. Do you all know the single best measure of principal effectiveness? Teacher input. We have instruments we've developed, we've used them in all 50 states, they've been used in countries around the world, and we survey teachers school by school as to how effective their principal is. And we go to some of the schools with the most effective principals, and we go to some of the schools with the least effective principals. And let me explain why I go to both. See, if all I do is go to four great principal schools, I don't go anywhere else but four great principal schools. If the only thing I do is go to four great principal schools and all four of those principals have a banner on the wall that says all kids can learn, do you have any idea why I might think those are great principals? I need to let you know something. If that's a hard question, this is going to be a long session. So let me give you a little guidance in working with me. Anytime I ask you a question that only has one variable, I want you to guess the one variable, okay? So if I ask you a question that only has one variable, I want you to give it a crack, okay? So I go to four great principal schools. All I do is go to four great principal schools. I don't go anywhere else but four great principal schools. And all four of those principals have a banner on the wall that says all kids can learn. Do you have any idea why I might think those are great principals? It's not because they believe all kids can learn. How would I know what they believe? What's the only thing I know? They have a banner on the wall that says all kids can learn. And I also have to go to ineffective principal schools. Now, do you know why I have to go to ineffective principal schools? To see if any of them have a banner on the wall that says all kids can learn. Because if I go to just one ineffective principal school ever that has a banner on the wall that says all kids can learn, what did that just teach me? It's not the banner. We don't know what it is yet, but we know it's not the banner. And you know what we're going to figure out today? The what it is. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to figure out what it is the great teachers do differently, what it is the great principals do differently, what it is the great directors do differently. And then in addition, you're going to be able to teach everybody in your schools. Because you want to know a little secret? Everybody wants to be great. Nobody got into education to be that forgettable teacher. Nobody did. Some people are, but none of us got into education to do that. None of us got into education to be that teacher that the kids make fun of at recess or the playground. Some of us are, but none of us did. Everybody got into education to have that impact, to make a difference. And that's that same thing as leaders. You know, it's funny, I just tweeted something the other day. It's a lot easier to criticize a leader than it is to be one, because it's hard. But can I tell you a secret? When you're an effective principal, there's nobody in your community more respected by you. There's nobody in your community that's more highly thought of than you. And we all want to be that. And so that's what we're going to center on in terms of being able to do this. Does this make any sense? Okay. I'm going to ask you to do me one little favor this year, one little change I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to do this. I want you to do more teaching, and I want you to do less telling. We do so much telling in education, it's unbelievable. We have to do more teaching. Got a question. Anybody here ever been told to raise your test scores? Anybody ever been told to raise your? How many of you have been holding back on that one? I'm just asking here. How many of you try to keep a little slack in the line when it comes to test scores there? Okay. How many of you have your test scores up as high as you know how to get them? Whose hand should be up right now? Everybody's, because it benefits who? 
Forget the kids. Who does it benefit? It benefits you. If any of you could get your test scores hired, you'd get your test scores hired. Now let me let you in on a little secret. If somebody tells you to raise your test scores instead of teaching you to raise your test scores, do you know what they're telling you? They don't know how. Because if they knew how, guess what they'd be doing? They'd be teaching you. Think about this. In the United States, if a State Department could teach the principals how to raise their test scores, they'd teach the principals how to raise their test scores because guess who would look good? The State Department. But they tell you rather than teach you because they don't know how to do it. But understand this th same thing. When the principals tell their teachers to do something instead of teaching them, do you know what you're announcing? You don't know how to do it. And you want to know a quick comparison? It's classroom management. Okay? Can I tell you a little secret? In the entire country of Australia, in classroom management, this is even true in New Zealand, both islands. I didn't know if you all knew this or not. You know what's really interesting? Every teacher in every one of your schools does the best they know how at, when it comes to classroom management. You know how come I know that? Because classroom management is selfish. If any of us could get the students to behave better, what would we do? We'd get the students to behave better because it benefits who? It benefits us. How many of you have children? If any of you could get your children to behave better, what would you go ahead and do? I'm just asking that. How many have been holding back on that one, I'm wondering? And what happens is, if I tell you to get your kids to behave better, you push back. If I taught you to get your students to behave better or your own children to behave better, you'd follow me around like the Pied Piper, wouldn't you? So I want us to realize the importance of teaching instead of telling. We do so much telling in education, and every time you tell someone to do something, you need to know they're thinking, this person doesn't know how to do it, okay? So this is what we have to keep in mind. We have to teach people how to be more effective, and they want to be more effective. You will not get pushback once you teach people how to do it. It's just when you tell them how to do it, okay? Okay, let's take a look at something here. One of the things is teach your people this. You are the filter. You're the filter for what comes out of your mouth and what doesn't. Didn't know if y'all knew that or not. You're the filter. You're completely in charge of that. Make sure all your teachers know that too. When people say, how's your day going, what do you say? Great. How are you? Do you know why you say great? It doesn't help you not to. That's it. It doesn't help you not to. It's amazing. You have a troubled parent in your office. You cannot get them out of your office. Finally, you get a crowbar and you wedge them out of your office. You walk out in the hallway and a teacher goes, hey, how's your day going? What do you say? Great. How are you? How does that help anybody for you to go, oh, that Mrs. Smith, that Mrs. Smith? Every teacher who has a student named Smith is now scared to death. Every teacher who has a student named Smythe is now scared to death, just in case you mispronounce the last name. And every teacher who has a student who has a step-parent and they don't know the step-parent's last name is now scared to death, just in case there's any chance the step-parent's last name is Smith. And whose fault is that? Please keep this in mind. When the principal sneezes, the whole school catches a cold. <laughs> 